Hello, I'm Dr. Jonathan Barker, pastor here at Amazing Grace Baptist Church in Mount Airy, North Carolina. I would like to personally thank you for taking out time today to tune in to our preaching podcast. We hope that this message will be a great encouragement to your heart today. 2 Peter chapter number 1. And I want to read you a familiar verse and give you just a simple little thought right here. 2 Peter chapter number 1. And um, uh, give you something out of here. The Bible said in verse number 12. 2 Peter chapter 1 verse number 12 says this. Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things. Though you know them and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. He says in verse number 15, Moreover, I will endeavor that you may be able after my decease to have these things always in your remembrance. And I just want to remind you of a few things tonight that God has reminded me about over the past day or two. Father, I pray that He, the Holy Spirit, would help us tonight. God, it's a different setting, God, than I've ever preached in. And Lord, I really don't understand God, why everything has to be the way it is right now, but I know that you're still on your throne. God, none of this has taken you by surprise, so I pray, God, that your word would not fall on deaf ears tonight, but God, may we let it find a lodging place in our hearts tonight, and God, we'll be careful to give you the thanks in Jesus' name, amen and amen. I've got a message that I preach out of here quite often on remind me, dear Lord. Years ago, I preached it as we was traveling and I preached it here at the church and these verses came back to my mind and I'm not going to preach that message tonight but that's exactly what I just want to preach to you about the same title remind me dear Lord every once in a while we just need to be reminded of a few things I was thinking about this and matter of fact I was reading after several different people on these verses today I picked up a life application study Bible and if you look at the note on this verse, one of them says this, that a ball team needs to be reminded, Here's uh, these are not the exact words, but of the basics of playing ball. In other words, the basics of playing basketball and the basics of keeping your eye on the ball in baseball or softball. And tonight, I don't have nothing new for you. I just got a simple little topical thought on some things that we just need God to remind us about every once in a while. Let me share it with you and then... um, Uh, we'll remove the cones and you can go home. Number one, think about this with me tonight. I say um, God remind me of a few things and here's some things that God reminded me of. Number one, that God is not surprised. God is not surprised. You know, we're living in a surprised world today. Uh, We're surprised as uh, new data comes in about this virus and uh, we're surprised about how numbers are increasing. Uh, I said this on Sunday and I'll say it again tonight over the next week we're going to see that curve if you've watched anything we're going to see that curve skyrocket no doubt because testing is more available and probably the the level of panic will even go 
a little bit more here before long. But you know what? None of this is taking God by surprise. Amen. Matter of fact, Saturday evening when we got the issue of the executive order from the governor of the of the state of North Carolina about services, God was not surprised about that. When that storm hit your life that you may be in tonight, God was not surprised about that. I tell you, man, I'm just going to be honest with you. One of the hardest things I've ever done in my life was to walk through our church today and to turn those thermostats down and know that for a few weeks that we wouldn't be gathered together like we normally was. But you know what? God is not surprised at that. God knows exactly what's going on. God knows past tense, present tense, future tense, all at the same time. He knows what's going on. And every once in a while, we just need to be reminded that God's not surprised about anything. God's not surprised about anything. I thought about this back in Matthew chapter number 14. And it's recorded in Mark and it's recorded in John also. But in Matthew chapter number 14, Jesus had just fed the 5,000. And in verse number 22, he sends the disciples out and tells them to go over to the other side. And the Bible said this, that Jesus went apart on the mountain to pray. And here's what I think he was praying about. I think he was praying for the disciples because he knew uh, that the disciples was fixing to get in the storm of their life. Uh, He knew that they was going to be at a place where they needed him uh, and it seemed that he was not there. Uh, But in the midst of the night, somewhere between 3 and 6 o'clock in the fourth watch of the night, uh, uh, God was not surprised. Jesus was not surprised. uh, And the very thing that they feared, Jesus come walking on it. So I just say tonight, God... uh, is not surprised. Even though we may be, God's not surprised tonight. God's not surprised number two tonight. I said, God, what do you need to remind me about? He said, number one, I'm not surprised. Number two, I said, God, what do you need to remind me about? He said this. He said, God has sent us the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, it's simple, okay? God has sent us the Holy Spirit. If you go to John chapter number 16, verse number 7, he says that Jesus and, and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost is a triune God. Amen. He's a tri- I'm used to hearing people say amen. I'm just going to have to get in my mind. I can't hear y'all if you're saying amen. Just stick your arm out the window and wave at me. Amen. But I thought about this in John chapter 16, verse number 7. Uh, Jesus and it's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, a triune Godhead. And Jesus is fixing to ascend back into the heavens and the disciples are worrying and here's what he said it's expedient for me to go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but here's what he said if I go away the comforter will come unto you and guess what he did go away there's no doubt about that he reached up into the heavens and pulled down a cloud and stepped up on it and said glory please and ascended back into the heavens but here's the good news tonight He did not leave us comfortless. He sent the Holy Spirit to us. We not only know that nothing has taken God by surprise. uh, Oh, but when it takes us by surprise, uh, is there anybody else that's thankful uh, that we've got the Holy Ghost uh, uh, that's living in us, uh, uh, that leads us, uh, and 
guides us and comforts us along this way. We're not alone down here. I'm glad that when I lay my head to rest and hide, the Holy Ghost will slip up beside of me and speak peace to a troubled heart tonight. I say hallelujah for the Holy Ghost of God in troubled days. Oh, yes. He said, I'll send the Spirit unto you. I thought about this tonight. Number one, God's not surprised what we need to be reminded about. Number two, God has sent us the Spirit. But number three, can I say this? I'm reminded that God is supernatural. God, God's not like you and me. Now I understand that there was a time that Jesus came to earth and took on the robe of man. Amen. He become a flesh. And I understand that. Uh, but he's ascended back to heaven now. He was in all points tempted as we are. He understands what we're going through. But at the same time, God is supernatural. Here's what that word means. It means attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or laws of nature. Amen. Somebody wave at me out your window right there. Some force. I guess that's going to be my new line. Some at me. Somebody wave. Instead of somebody holler amen, somebody wave at me. <laughs> but think about this with me. Supernatural is attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding. Oh, yeah. Or laws of nature. I was talking to my sister today, and we was talking about all the, uh, uh, the chaos that's in the world right now and everything that's going on. And here's what I told her. I said, Rebecca, I said, I, I cannot explain this. And I said, I, I don't even know how. And I said, I don't even understand it myself. I said, but for some reason, I have such a, 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 a calm peace that's come over my soul in the past day or so. I said, I'll be honest with you, there's been times and one of my big things that I've worried about is the financial side of things of the church, but hey, here's what David said, I'm not saying the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. And I told her, I said, I don't understand it. I said, either God's gave me peace that everything is going to be all right no matter what happens, amen, or, and I hope it's not this and Brother Kevin, or... God has given me something that I've never known about, and that's dying grace. I said, Mama just said, I know y'all can't hear all them back there, but Mama just said, I was just saying that, and she was going, Amen. And I said, Dying grace. And she said, Oh, Lord, Jonathan. <laughs> but can I say this to you? I hope it's not dying grace. I really do. I, I don't know nothing about it, so if that's what it is, I don't know it. But can I just say this? The world today, in the midst of chaos, cannot understand why we can gather up here on the side of a hill for just a little while 
Oh, yes, and for a little while, forget about all of our trouble. Here's the reason why. We serve a God that's supernatural. We serve a God that goes beyond the force of scientific understanding. They can't figure out how all of this just became. How a God stepped out on nothing and created everything that we enjoy. And hear me and hear me well. If God can do that, if God can go through the Garden of Eden, and know that Adam and Eve has sinned and still provide a sacrifice for fellowship to be bestowed to them. Oh yes, if God can step out in the midst of the storm and allow one of the disciples to get out of the ship with him. If God can cause the Red Sea to part. If God can bring water out of a rock. If God can set a bush on fire in the middle of the desert then I still serve the same God denied. He's still in control. He's still supernatural tonight. Oh yes, I serve a God that's supernatural. I thought about this. God is not surprised. God has sent His Spirit. God is supernatural, but I say this in closing. I think about this also. God is still supreme. God is still supreme. You say, what do you mean by that? He's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's still God. Yeah, man, somebody wave at me right there. He's still God. Did you hear? He's still God. Just let that sink in for a second. He's still sitting on his throne tonight. I, I, I thank God for our president tonight. But there's been a few times over the past few days that I've saw him come out and address, address the nation. And you could see anxiety in his eyes. You could see fear on him. But you know what? God's still supreme tonight. Sitting in heaven in all of his power and all of his glory. I said this. I said this Sunday and I'll say it again tonight. God's not sitting in heaven tonight twiddling his thumbs. God's not sitting in heaven tonight popping nerve medicine like Tic Tacs. <laughs> oh no. God's still on the throne tonight. And whatever the need is that you've got in your life, there's still a God that loves you. There's still a God that's there for you. There's still a God there that can meet every need in our life tonight. So here's what I just come to say tonight. Just very simple. Some things we just need to remember. If I could wrap it up, I'd wrap it up this way. He's still God. He's still God. And can I tell you something else? He's still righteous. He's still holy. He's still pure. Yeah, man. He's not made any mistakes. He's not made one mistake. He's still God tonight. He's not worried about a thing. And, 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 and if you will allow God in the most troubled days that we've ever seen in America since I've been alive is right now. And if you will allow God, he said, my peace I leave with you. My peace under you. That same peace, we can have it in our heart tonight. We, can have, we don't have to go home tonight. And worry about what holds tomorrow. Because I don't know what holds tomorrow, but I do know who holds 
tomorrow. And that's the Lord tonight. That's why he's still got everything under control. I may not understand it. I, I, um, I, I don't. I don't understand it. But I know God's still all right. I know, he's, I know he said this, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. Now I'm going to tell you something tonight. And this is just, I, I don't know that I'll preach on this. I may, I don't know. This is just a little barkerology right here tonight in closing. For years in America, we have began calling what's wrong, right. And what's right, wrong. That's where we've become in America. We've got to a place in America. We've got to a place in America where it's all right for a man to marry a man and a woman to marry a woman. We've come to a place in America where even in our churches, it's all right to social drink and live a life any way you want to. Just put on your little robe of religion when you come to the house of God. In America, untold thousands a day are being murdered. Babies are being murdered at the hand of a doctor. And for a couple years, I've heard preachers say this. The judgment of God is coming to America. The judgment of God is coming to America. If America don't repent, and I'm just going to tell you what I, I just believe in my heart. I believe that we could have began to see the judgment of America falling on America from God right now. And let me tell you what we better do in these days as Christians more than we've ever done before. We better fall on our faces before God. And we better, here's exactly what I'm praying. And I said it Sunday. I'm begging God. Boy, I'm begging God to extend grace one more time to this country that I love. And God to allow one more revival to sweep this nation before he comes back. God, I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would happen if we began to miss meals and pray for God to send revival to America through this. I believe God can do it. Amen. I believe God can do it. We're going to close in a word of prayer tonight. I just wanted to remind you of a few things tonight. Hey, God's still on the throne, church. This is not, I promise you, this is not my pick of a way together. This is not. Man, I've struggled with this. I, I, I've, I've struggled with this right here more than I have the Karonka. I'm telling you, I, 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 I have struggled with it. And the Lord just, he spoke to me yesterday up on the side of the mountain, in the middle of nowhere, on the side of a mountain. And uh, I, I, I believe we need to look after each other. I believe we need to look after, um, I believe we need to look after our older people. We've got a lot of people that works in health care. And, and you know what? They need church right now. And here's a way that we can still come for a little while and we can worship God. I said this on Sunday. I have a very compromised immune system, especially right now. I had to take a shot on Monday, and for the first couple of days, it really zaps my immune system. So I'm not coming around to every car. I love you. Thank you for being here. I hope you'll come back Sunday. Hope that you'll pray for us. If you need me, call me, text me. I'll do everything that I can do for you. Amen. Call Brother Heath, text Brother Heath, any of our deacons. Call them, text them, and we'll be here for you. Amen. Hey, we're going to close in a word of prayer. And I want to say this to you tonight. 
Whatever it is that you need in your life tonight, there's a God that can help you. There's a God that can help you.